Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to the new series of Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermode. This week we take a look back at a very successful Southern District Agricultural Show. And I went along to see a packed entry and a packed audience as well to witness all the produce on display at the Solby Horticultural Society annual show. Well, firstly, Kerry, welcome back. It's been a few weeks uh, since we've been on Countryside, but uh, it's uh, been a bizarre one with the weather, hasn't it? It's, we've had the hot spell and now the wet spell, just as some of them are trying to get a start in the harvest. This is it. It's mm. Oh, it's been a bumpy year, hasn't it? The drying came and, and the grass didn't grow. Some of the uh, winter brassicas and new seeds were put in and they just stalled. They didn't get going at all. But here we are, full of rain now, right where we want to be harvesting and like the, the agricultural shows uh, getting underway. The Southern did escape the rain, but uh, it's not looking so good for the rest of August, apparently. No. In next week's programme, we'll be hearing from Bob Cooley, one of the people I spoke at the Southern show. But uh, firstly, uh, you were in the ring for the Supreme Champion. We were indeed, and what a great day it was. I caught up with Tom Kane, the winner of the Supreme Overall Award, and uh, a very happy Tom at that. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's been a few years wait now. Been in a bit of a drought with them, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Molly's will be the last time Molly comes to well, she go to Royal in a couple of weeks, but that this will be her last time coming out. She's getting on a bit now. She's so got a couple of younger cows at home. Hopefully, we'll fill her boots. But yeah, she's this is the best calf she's had on her. She's got a uh, she's back in calf to the same bull, so hopefully get another similar one out of her. And, yeah, I'm happy. Very happy today. She did look really well out there. The limousine is the number one British breed. It's it's really really popular right around the UK. What got you into it? Well, yeah, I was just away at agriculture shows. I was away at the Welsh a few days ago, and uh, yeah, just seeing the limies they always turned out the best. And it just the size and shape of them, and you know, the breed characteristics they got. They're easy carving, and you know, people want to buy them, and that's what you need. You need a business that you can sell the cattle. Um, it's no use having big hard carving things that no one can, wants to buy. So the Lumies have just sort of got a bit of everything really. And um, they're just a nice guy at the end of the day, yeah. nice temperament now. They used to be a bit flighty, but yeah, they're coming around and yeah. Yeah, they seem to be good. And the calf that she had foot today is only a youngster, a good future ahead of her by the look of her. Yeah, she's only four months old. Um, she'll hopefully grow into a mother's boots, if not better. I think she's actually a really good calf. Um, she's side by a bull that's bred a heifer at £250,000, the bull wow. at 180000 <laughs> So As who knows, this know. could be the next best thing. Uh, <laughs> I doubt that, but, you know, hopefully get a few more like her. <laughs> but that's it, isn't it? It's that you've got the hunger as a young person, a young farmer, you're mad keen to follow on. It takes an awful lot of effort to get out here in that show ring. What goes on at home? Yeah, it's a lot of work. We sort of took a bit more of a laid-back approach this year, really. We uh, had them out the field running around. We normally got them in the shed about two months before the show. We sort of get a bit of condition on them, but there was nice grass around at home, so we just left them out, and the grass, we fed them a little bit coming up to the show, but um, I wasn't too happy with her coat, actually, on her. The coat was a bit <laughs> fine, and I was a bit worried about that, but she brushed up okay. Not as good as I would have liked her, but she was all right. Yeah, but you and are then, a perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know my dad disagrees, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he thinks well, that said, okay. it's that attention to detail, Tom. You've had to come through classes to get into the main ring today. You know, it's it's not easy. Yeah, well, I'm a bit the 
turnout was a bit poor today in the classes. It, it was okay in the main ring. The uh, you know by the time you get up against the other breeds, but in the limousine sections today they were struggling for numbers. But hopefully in a couple of weeks at the Royal there'll be a few more turning out. And it's just a shame really because the last few years the numbers have been building up and building up and suddenly they just drop off. Yeah. I don't and know. that's showing for you. It happens in all breeds, I think. But a, a, a nice final lineup there Ian Parsons had. Yeah, Ian didn't mess around at all. He was straight to it, which is what we needed because he followed down as soon as he tapped it on. <laughs> but yeah, he did a good job and rattled through it well. Some celebrations tonight, Tom? Oh, definitely. We've already started. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tom Kane talking about his winner of the Southern District Agricultural Show, the Limousin Cow and Calf, taking the Supreme Award. I also caught up with the Kermodes as they were leaving the ring, who stood reserve champion to Tom Kane, uh, Caesar and Thomas. Well, congratulations, Tom and Caesar Kermode, with your short wool champion and first reserve here, Supreme Champion at Orisdale. Thank you very much. We're absolutely delighted to have achieved this today. Uh, it's been a lot of hard work behind the scenes getting them ready for the show. There's a lot of stiff competition in the sheep section now. And I do believe it was an English judge in the, in the sheep section this year as well. Yes, he, uh, he came all the way across from the UK and uh, he was um, best pleased with what we had on offer here on the island. The Manx farmers do very well. Uh, they produce some excellent stock. And um, yeah, it was, uh, they were a great credit to everyone that showed today, to be fair. And the breed you have here, the Charolais, it's not the most common breed that we see in the main show ring. What's the difference between them and the other short wool breeds? No, they're, they're gaining popularity now in the UK across. Um, and they, they're just, they're, they've got a lot of carcass uh, qualities about them that a lot of the um, commercial farmers go for. The, uh, the Texel were the mainstay for a lot of commercial farmers and now they're slowly moving over towards the Charolais due to their sheer size and volume. So yeah, as long may it continue. And they're out there with stiff competition, the, the limousine, the dairy cattle and Ian Parsons, a good judge for the day. Yes, he did an excellent job. I don't envy his, his job at all. Um, he did a cracking job and uh, the winner was a very worthy winner. Um, very well turned out. An absolute credit to the Kane family. There we are. That was Thomas Kermo talking about his short wool champion and overall reserve supreme champion. And on the way out the gate, I caught up with the president for this year, Sarah Comish. So, Sarah Comish, the show is done for another year. I bet you're quite relieved. Kind of. It, you, you never quite get your head around how much work goes into it. Um, you'll understand <laughs> yeah, it, it being here, you know. I think it's, I always think it's quite remarkable what people do to put the show together and then to take it all down again. Um, none of them get paid. I mean, obviously you've got a paid secretary, but apart from that, everyone volunteers to do it and they've put in an enormous <laughs> amount of hours to do that. So, yeah, I think it's quite incredible what everyone does, really. It really is. But you're talking about the committee and all of the team, the volunteers. You had a quite an important role this year, the president of the show. Well, I've always said the um, secretary and the supervisors have the most important role because <laughs> it's their job to get everything set out and ready to go. So really, um, the president's a, a, a sort of official figurehead. But I do have the privilege of choosing the supreme judge. Oh, and, I, wow. and I quite enjoyed the run-up to the show where everybody spent a lot of time trying to squeeze out of me who the judge was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you go about picking your choice in Ian Parsons? Well, I've worked alongside Ian at the union now for, well, almost a couple of years. Um, and I think we've got quite a good team at the union. Um, but I've also sat with Ian and Joe on the grandstand at the shows. 
and listened to him talk about the stock. And I thought, I think he's going to be, he'd be a really good judge if he'd do it. So, you know, I knew he, I knew we knew what to look for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was a lovely ring of cattle and sheep and, and horses by the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the exhibitor numbers are down a bit, which we're trying to work on um, getting those increased again if if we can. But what was on show was absolutely gorgeous. And I'm I was just glad that it's not me that has to choose them. <laughs> this is it. And how did you how did you inform him? How did he take the news when you originally asked him to be the judge? Uh, well, he actually, I was really pleased because um, he said he'd be delighted to do it. He oh. thought it would be an honour. And I think it is an honour to be the Supreme Judge. And it is an honour to be the President as well, you know. And I've really enjoyed this year. I'm a couple of years away from being the Secretary of the show. So I do understand how it all goes together. Um, and, you know, our current Secretary is doing a fantastic job. Um, and, yeah, it, uh, for me, it's, it's, I've had an absolutely fabulous time this year. <laughs> And the weather held out really quite well, didn't it, given the amount of rain we've had in recent weeks? Yeah, very lucky. <laughs> very, very lucky. It could have gone any which way this year. The weekend before was horrendous, and then we had another wet spell. You all know about these fields. They've held together incredibly well, um, have, but really it's have. been very touch and go, and it has affected how we've got stuff on the field and off, off the field as well. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think the new layout, I think it was comfortable for everybody to get around. I think that was a really good idea. Yep, it seems to have been a big hit with everyone that, um, just moving things around a bit, making it a little bit easier to access some areas. And it just, for this year, maybe it's the weather, maybe it's the new layout, kids go free, bring your dogs, all of that it really helps because I think we, we're really busy this year. Yeah. I haven't got the official numbers, but I do feel like we had a, a really good year this year. I'm very delighted Sarah Comish there talking about her, her role as a president and picking the Supreme Judge for the day. Yeah, it's really nice, wasn't it? Um, hearing it all on the radio this year from me because obviously I couldn't get there. So well done to you firstly for um, you and of course the, the judge on the day. Yeah, Ian Parsons yeah. doing a sterling job. Yes, and he must have looked, he's got a good weather forecast because he must have looked at the skies and went, better get this done <laughs> quick because as soon as it was announced, there was a downpour. It wasn't was it? a massive downpour. We all got absolutely drenched. But the sun did come out again for the evening. Uh, lots of people sitting around, having just watching the world go by, having a beer at the end of the day. It's a great day out of the show day, Indeed isn't it? Indeed it is. <laughs> You're listening to Countryside here on Max Radio with Kiri Kermud and myself, Simon Clark. Well, the weather didn't stop proceedings at the Solby Horticultural Show on Saturday. I popped along to speak to the secretary of the show, also the special guest who opened the event, but firstly to the big award winner on the day, David Renshaw. Many congratulations, first of all. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about your exhibit that's in here today. It's uh, in the in the uh, craft section, is that right? Yes, it's, uh, it's a wood carving of um, kingfisher, but they just caught a fish, yeah. so um, in flight. So, so <laughs> that's all right, because it's made out of sycamore. It's made from carved from sycamore wood, uh, local wood. So that's about it, really. How long? Is it? Yeah, but that's about it, really. I don't think it, by the look of it, it took two minutes to make. No, no, it's um, 
you, you don't keep tra track of time when you're carving wood, you know. I don't anyway. It's just uh, sometimes you work on two or three articles at a time, so you, you can't keep track on the hours that you work on any one thing, you know. So it's like um, just a labour of love, really. You know, something you do, something you really enjoy. I enjoy doing. Uh, is that sort of from your background, uh, working with wood? Uh, not really, no. Uh, I've always been quite creative. Started on the wood in about 1970, I should think. 1980, sorry. But before that, I, was, I used to like creating stuff anyway, you know, clay and plaster, just the normal sculpture stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, I just really enjoy it. You know. But the, where, where do you, you you've uh, been at the top of the awards before, though, David? Have you? Um, one or two things I've won. I, I do it mostly for uh, enjoyment, you know. Some people do it to sell. I don't sell much of my stuff, so um, I just do it for the enjoyment to get out of it. And to, it's a good therapy as well. You know, it's very therapeutic. I find. And it, it must be satisfying, even if you're not not making, you know, carving them in the in the realm of selling them. It must be quite satisfying to see people walking around uh, the community hall here, going, "Wow, that, that's amazing, very impressive." Yeah, you get a great great buzz out of that. You know, it's really nice. Especially sometimes when you, I like to put a message in the stuff as well. Sometimes, you know, that's uh, that's even more enjoyable when people enjoy get the message that you're trying to put over you know it's um, yeah and you, you sort of do it with a with a photograph in front of you to start with to get an idea of how you're going to do it or is it just you see a picture and it's, it's sort of engrossed in the in the brain yeah, you just get a thought so some thought comes into your head and you think i want to do that and that's you just carry on from there you know yeah. look for a piece of unsuitable or whatever material you're using you know yeah. Well, it's uh, very impressive, so uh, many congratulations. Thanks very much. That's brilliant. Thank you. Well, let's get a chat with one of the important guests. It is. Uh, yeah, I'm Leroy Bonnick. I'm head of prison and probation. And, uh, you know, it's great to be invited here. Uh, today to, on the 75th anniversary of the you know the Solvay uh, Horticultural Show, so yeah, yeah. the honour of cutting the ribbon and yeah. opening <laughs> it. Yeah. No, it was you know it was a great event, and considering the weather, it was lovely to see you know a good attendance, good turnout, and people braved you know the the torrid rain that we're having today. But equally so, I think 960 entries, which was really good to see, and the efforts you know that the community coming together have made, and given the weather we've had with the rain and everything else. It, they've still produced some very good entries in terms of vegetables, flowers, and everything else. It's yeah. And the, inter the interesting one is that I think, well, the prison governor and, <laughs> and here uh, opening the event. But uh, when you walk around there and see a lot of the vegetables and the different things on display, mm. the, the Alaman prison have done pretty well. Yeah, well, you know, we do have our whole horticultural garden, which, you know, we have a couple of the prisoners that work in there, you know, all the time producing produce, you know, for the prison, the food bank, and other and you know staff buy some of the produce as well and it's you know it's to a very good standard so we, we, you know we're proud to enter and show what we can do and there is some benefits from you know prisoners uh, 
you know, being in prison and learning a trade as such as horticulture, which they can obviously convert those skills back in the community once they're back in, uh, back out there. And it's it's helping um, therapeutically, I yeah. imagine, mm-hmm. as well, satisfaction-wise, mm-hmm. and also helping uh, with them, I suppose, eating healthy at the prison. Yeah. Is that right as well? Yes, because, you know, food is a key thing in any prison, you know, the, the standard of food. And we'd like to think that it's at a, a very good high standard in terms of some of the, pr- the food we produce. But equally so with the horticulture garden, you know, we produce fresh soup that's made on a daily basis, and all that produce is... It comes from our horticulture garden, but in terms of you know reaping the ven- benefits, it's you know prisoners, and I certainly know from my experience when you know I work with young offenders, you know you can see the glee in their faces when they can see they've grown something, which is you know some of them have never done anything like that. So there is some satisfaction in terms of the therapeutic aspect that you talk about. When you walk around here as mm. well, you see that project, you see the photographs, mm. the craft, mm. the art, and mm. you spoke about some of the younger ones. Mm. And such young ages are involved in this, plus uh, men cooking, there's yeah. all sorts. Yeah, of... I mean, you see the different standards and all people's walks of life to put entries in, so it's good to see. But, you know, it's a community coming together, yeah. But as you say, you know, some of the cooking from some of the men have won prizes as well, so there's hope for us yet. Yeah. <laughs> Cake in next year? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give it a go, yeah. You know what I mean? I certainly, you know, coming from a, a, a Jamaican background, it is one of the things growing up, you know, you have to take your turn in cooking, you know, the meal as well, you know, when everybody else is out at work. So, yeah, you know, I might give it a go myself next year and put an entry in too. Well, a chat with the uh, Sulby Horticultural Show Secretary, uh, Kirsty Martin. Another success. Gosh, what a number of entries this year again. I know. Hello again, Simon. <laughs> um, 960, well, 958, so 960 for all intents and purposes. Um, yeah, very impressed. Uh, didn't know we were going to get anywhere near that much. Um, probably about Tuesday evening, I think we're at about 500. So it's amazing a few days how quickly those numbers went up, and I'm delighted. Really, really pleased. Mm. And the nice thing is that when you walk around, the, uh, we say it every year, there's, uh, there's stuff around, there's vegetables there, the flowers are wonderful, big purple flower orchids, yeah. i've no idea what type yeah. it was there beautiful yeah. orchids mm-hmm. yeah one of our committee members is an avid orchid grower pam um, and she just the exhibits that she brought in this year are, are absolutely stunning yeah and the uh, the champion um who's come away with the big award the beautiful carvings and you've been lucky enough over the years uh, to you know the, the late ron crow and every people like that with their lovely carvings that they've made from handcrafted stuff just the love of doing something for the public to enjoy isn't it it is a real pleasure when you see some of the entries that people i mean i grow veg i grow fruit so i know how much um, care and attention goes into those kind of things but to see a craft person do something like that that must have taken hours weeks to all that time and detail i mean um, mr renshaw's exhibit uh, the piece single piece of wood a kingfisher there was a fish in its mouth you could see the movement of the water in the wood carving itself amazing from one piece of wood and rightly deserved yeah rightly deserved it was a a cracking exhibit but you cater for all sorts um (laughs) mentioned about the men cooking the women cooking the flowers um there's always something for the juniors to strive to as well 
There is. We do try to mix it up each year. So last year we had the decorated welly, um, which was very well received. So we changed that this year, not to rest on our laurels. So we'd had some decorated eggs this year for a change. Um, plus, we weren't sure what the weather was going to be like. So it was a bit of a good lucky call because of the rain today. Um, lots of wellies are kind of going to be in use today on a rainy day. Um, so I'm kind of glad we went with decorated eggs. Yeah, and the, the junior winner of the, of the awards? So best in show for juniors this year went to a gentleman called uh, Drew Hill. Now, he can't be here at the show today himself. So he had a fabulous um, miniature garden, which was really creative and ingenious and really great, all planted up with living plants. So we'd really taken a lot of care and detail into it. Um, and a number of other good awards in, child in terms of the children's crafts. Um, we had a brand new exhibitor, for example, in our um, under fours. So Florence Anderson, she's done really well. First time exhibitor and she's worn her little section. Um, Kenzie Phillips, she's got the Raymond Cayley Memorial Prize for her entry in the decorated egg. She did a little golden snitch from Harry Potter. So we've got a little bit of everything for everyone. Yeah, and when you walk around, the, the nice thing as well, finally, is that it's not the same names on everything. You know, yeah. each area has got very different names in the first, second, or just even, you know, being recognised. It is really good, Simon. We do try to tailor ourselves as the friendly show, the come and have a go. So many people are frightened or nervous or just unsure what to do in a show. And we really work hard at that from the point of an email coming in to me till we bring them into the exhibits on the Friday evening, the Saturday morning. We give them a dedicated member of the committee to show them how to display their item. So we are very respectful of a traditional village show, but we want people to have a go. So being frightened, there's no point in that being that way here at Solby. We'll help you. Yes, and you get that beautiful um, community feeling when you walk around aren't they you know people are looking at all the exhibits that's on show but then they're stuck in the way because they're yapping with each other because they know everyone <laughs> which is nice it is it yeah. is really good and do you know what if people don't see each other until they see each other at the Solby show then my job's a good one I'm happy with that <laughs>
next Tuesday at 6 o'clock. So until then, from me, Simon Clark. I'm me, Kerry Kerman. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.